Hi guys, welcome to this episode of The Trainer Feed. I am your host. My name is Angel Sanchez. With me, I have our other host, our other co-host, David Bravo. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Sorry, there's a truck below on the street going crazy because they're not letting him pass. So no. a lot of the honking. He's got air horns in his apartment. Yeah, He's got like a kinda, little foot pedal. It's kind of like the people's convoy, you know, going through the block. There you go. And then we have Mr. Jacques Delogere. Hold on, everyone. How are we feeling this Friday? Glorious he Friday. just came back from Hogwarts. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I, we were in Florida for a few days. Um, and at Universal in Orlando, they have Hogsmeade and they have Diagon Alley. And that's the... Oh, I could just spend all day there, man. It was... It's really worth going if you guys haven't gone. But it yeah. Brings you back, brings you back home? Yeah, that's why I made a joke about the elves. Not the elves, the... Uh, the the goblins in the bank. I was like, yeah, this is like going to school in England. Like, you know, people oh, are like, nah. oh, this is where Alex, no, like, no, like someone else asked, I said, oh, it's going, to... I, I tell him, I was like, you know, going to school in England isn't like Hogwarts. Like, it's not a real thing. Or like, that's bullshit. Not how... We don't wear robes. We did wear ties and shirts for a period of time. But anyway, uh, it was a good time. You guys should definitely get to go. Matching scarves. Can. Yeah. I mean, this private school is a little bit like that, actually. And footage. Uh, I wish we did. But it seems fire. I played I would love that. in school. Did you? Get How out. did you play it? So Likes? we played it <laughs> broomsticks. Broomsticks. And oh, uh, nah. We, we used, uh, first of all, I didn't play, but it was part of my, um, I think it was junior high school. It did. Um, that's when Harry Potter, the books came out. I think it was before the movies came out. And they had us do like uh the broomsticks were the brooms, obviously, and you would run around with a broomstick in between oh your legs. God. And then they had um, these things that we use for dodgeball. So, you know, obviously dodgeball, you use like a kickball, but then a couple of people got fucked up pretty bad with the <laughs> kickball. So then they ended up using something that they called like a snowball, but it's really just like a, it's like an oversized cotton ball. So they had that. Um, and that was like the you know, a little flying thing or whatever. The Quidditch. The you the go the the, the you one say the Quidditch? Catch. What do you the, call this? The golden <laughs> snitch is a small one of the way oh, you try to catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You there catch you that the game's over, I think. Quidditch right? is the name of I read the books. I actually just finished watching the movies. Uh I think it was last week. So Did I you like them? watched them a lot. Uh you know. It's kinda like it was probably better if I was twelve. Yeah. I why. But um it gets but it got kind of dark. Though. Yeah, yeah after the dark. fourth one, I think it gets it starts to get a little dark. Yeah, I think Prisoner of Azkaban gets dark. That's yeah. where it kind of goes. Oh, the, and the Goblet of Fire. That's when it starts mm-hmm. to. And my thing was like, why didn't everybody? You know what I mean? Like, why everybody's got magic, right? And the teachers were glorified, but it's like when it went down, the teachers really couldn't do anything, you know. And this guy, um, Voldemort. Voldemort was just like super can't say overpowered. his name this is a super overpowered to the point where everybody around him was just like even scared of him and then draco's pops was like an og in the beginning but then he became you know yeah he is scared a little cat towards know, the end scared a little cat towards the end and the wand didn't work and i was like come on guys i was like nobody got a gun <laughs> like let's finish this God. <laughs> anyway but yeah it but was cool. you- if you finish that, you might appreciate the other franchise they have now, the Fantastic Beasts, which is uh if you watched it, 
No, I want to. I uh, Angel, you were fell asleep. asleep. Sandro was watching it, but I fell asleep. So, as you probably saw on David, if you didn't know already, but it's, I think it's, it's set, like a prequel. Yeah, and it's set around about a hundred years prior, and then you see young Dumbledore, and you kind of see New York in a magic realm back in the twenties. I want to say the twenties, thirties, and it's kind of fun to see how uh the magic blended in with this well i didn't really blend in society because they're almost two different things but you see the uh ministry of midric uh, manis- ministry oh, of mad the, the ministry of magic <laughs> the quidditch so no the ministry of magic right like the headquarters in london but the ministry of magic and then you see it in new york and it's different and it's, it's anyway it's worth watching but i'm glad you're glad you find it took time but i think if you go there and it's just again i think if if you go there or if you watch the movies when you're in that age bracket or that main target audience but even the show on Broadway is pretty good. We saw it, and I was one of the best shows I've seen. It's long, and it used to be, it the show is with one or two intermissions. I think it's two intermissions. It's one or two. I can't remember. But basically, it lasts like over three hours, right? And it used to be two separate shows was one was one viewing. So it was yeah. in part one, part two, and part one would take three plus hours. Yeah, kind of mine saw it in two days. Yeah, and 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 they. It basically just condensed a lot of it. I, I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I loved it. And the effects were really good. And I was just, after I watched it, I was thinking to myself, wow, I can't imagine having to watch this, the elongated version, which was two parts. But it was really worth doing. If you guys get the chance, it's worth going to see. I saw the play. Effects. I saw the play before oh, I finished it? the movies. Yeah, I saw it a couple of years ago for Sandra's birthday. That oh, was there you cool. go then. It's cool. You saw the effects then, right? It's pretty yeah, well done. were pretty banging. Now it all makes more sense because I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but now, Who the hell is now, this kid? Yeah, I'm like, oh, so that was that guy's kid. I was like, all right. Like, oh, no. But the special effects were dope. It was cool. Yeah, they are phenomenal. Speaking of movies, what movie did we watch? It's movie time. It's movie day. David had a great idea. Yeah, so sorry, resurgence is the answer. But David had a great idea. David, why don't you tell our listeners about your idea? Well, <clears throat> we're going to have a recurring segment on the podcast where we watch a fitness related film or documentary and we will criticize it. We will, you know, show the pros and cons. We will, you know, share what we liked, what we disliked, what we think could have been better, and just our general thoughts on it. No. Yeah, and we saw and was, resurgence the, the CrossFit 2021 CrossFit Games. And COVID has closed. I don't know how many. That's right. Okay, the 2020 Games when they were doing it because of COVID. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's it. And you know, when everything kind of went, went to shit, and I guess the CrossFit community had to find a way to get their their games going because people were like, "What the hell?" You know, they train insanely throughout the whole year for this one thing and that you know the, the possibility of it being canceled was there but ultimately they did find a way to do it they condensed it into the the second stage i think there were what three stages of the crossfit games or was it just two there's technically i think you have three stages before the actual game finals you have the open the regionals and then i think it's the finals i think i'm getting that right what I, what I remember is the beginning of the movie was already just five on five right like five men five women and then in order to get the five they had to go from 30 down to five 
and the 30 were right, was which, all online. Which is normally what the finals is. A regular finals is 30 males, 30 females, but I believe they, with local restrictions of how big a group of number people could be together, or, you know, groups in this case being the walkout, 10 was the maximum, I want to say, in theory. So I believe that was, so. Right, so it was five of each gender, but yeah, you're right, so that the 30 what would have been the normal 30 condensed to five through online virtual um, to qualify to five. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, the movie just basically, you know, just is about the games, what the game, what the, what the actual exercises were. Uh, didn't really go into detail with the lives of the athletes. You know, I think other, I mean, maybe a little bit on, on a couple of them, but, prior CrossFit, I guess, films or movies, documentaries that I've seen had a little more of a, oh, well, this, these are the top three. You know, this person is from this place. This person is from that place. You know, they have a dog, to, you know, a kid, all this stuff. And this... Sorry. Um, and uh, basically just, you know... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it the truck? Um, I w- I'll let you guys take over until this, you know, stops for a little bit. Is he stuck or what's going on? Like, Yeah, because in my block, it's only a one way. And usually people, you know, double park. And then there's a truck uh, that tries to get by. That's yeah. actually like here when there's a um, there's a parking, uh, parking garage next door. And when someone's just like half park, there's someone's parking on the side. Anyway, same thing with people to be like, smashing the horn for an hour but angel there's always ahead. a panic with those single lane garages too because mm. it's like there's only one way in one way out and if somebody's trying to get out and somebody's going in at the same time and then you got traffic and it's a whole song and dance but anyway people are very impatient but yeah that is true uh but, but yeah so this movie didn't go too much into the lives of the athletes which i thought they could have done um but i guess obviously with like covid and the restrictions maybe that was a limitation like maybe they didn't want to have like a whole camera crew and whatnot go into somebody's home um but i feel like they could have documented it a little bit differently for example like you can do like a vlog or something like that and compile like all these vlogs together and then um talk about you know how their training went up until that point because it just went from like they were training to the stoppage the politics surrounding the stoppage you know, the other stuff, the extracurriculars, and then getting back into it. It wasn't like they broke for a second to kind of uh, take some time for the athletes. Yeah, prior um, ones, they would do that. Like so they, some athletes have a certain weak, weak spot or strong point, and they would be like, oh, you know, I hope I have, you know, max back squats in the games. And then they'll yeah. show into like, oh, this is your back squat. You're such a great squatter because there are times where, the athletes all for the people that don't know the athletes go in not knowing what the hell they're doing. Yeah, they never know what is is on right. They know everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses, and then there's typically um, and it can be potluck where the workouts really favor your strength or they really favor your weaknesses or or or, or, uh, or a disadvantage for you if you consider your strengths and, and weaknesses, but. What I thought was interesting, as you guys mentioned, they don't really go into their lives, but in previous ones, if you, I suppose if this is almost 
um, sequel to one of the ones they had a few years ago, which was the fittest, uh, what was it? The fittest on earth. And it was pretty much the 20, I want to say 16 games. And there was a lot of different characters back then. As you mentioned, there was 30 males, so females. They really got to get a diverse look at who was there. And um, I also thought what was kind of surprising was considering this is in 2020, I thought there was, um, I, I would have been interested to look at what some of the testing were, were with like how the conditions were in terms of, that's not why people watch it though. But I would have been interested, like, oh, were they having to test every week? I thought that would have been an interesting detail to put in. Because if you are someone who wasn't aware with 2020, if you grew, if you were born in the year 2020 or just a year or two before, like you don't, you didn't, you're not really gonna recall how it was living through that time period. And I think if you are just someone to then watch this movie five, 10 years down the line, you realize like, okay, everything was shut down, they're on a farm. Like, all right, you know, you might not comprehend the nature or the gravity of how difficult it was to pull that off. And I think that if you show that that's something that really helps get that message across that being said it's maybe enough to drive home that message with the fact that they weren't able to go to madison wisconsin they weren't able to go to i think it was a stub hub arena prior as well they were outside so and, and and these places were packed with full of crowd and they mentioned that i thought it was really interesting the athletes saying it's really hard to not get amped up without any music which they probably train with Mm-hmm. or hear the crowd, which is what they're usually competing in. And I was thinking about that a lot when I, when I heard that. And I thought, wow, yeah, because I struggle to walk out without music. And in a class setting, even if you have a good atmosphere in the few CrossFit classes I've been to, there is music pumping. You don't really pay much mind to it because it's kind of in the background, but it's there. It keeps tempo. Then everyone's encouraging each other. If you're in a group, it's a very um, infectious crowd to be in. Like it's very, it's very moving. It's very uplifting. So. But in the games, you're competing against people, right? So you can argue that like you're... But I want to say Matt Fraser says, this is fine for me because that's how he trains. Is that what, isn't that what he said? He says he trains yeah. with... what? Well, not only does he train... A, he trains a tier to me who is ultimately the best female athlete. So you have the best male athlete compete, training with the best female athlete. That's I'm not saying unfair because the, the they don't compete against each other but that to me was very interesting. I think it's a good strategy. It's a great know? strategy. And but do you see it in any other sport? Not really. I not, not I don't really, really know because they don't right exactly, and they don't compete like in the same time, right? Because like even in other sports, they'll compete in different times, and they'll have like separate things going on. But here, it's like they're all compete at the same time, but it's just the men will you know compete against the men, and the females will compete against the females um and it was it was interesting because yeah. those even two wasn't, were knocking it out of the park too it was like it wasn't even close really they didn't even have to show they didn't have the to last, show for the, the last, last event. stuff was like yeah. well they already won you know they yeah. were just and they and, and matt fraser still one of the men didn't he even though he yeah. wasn't yeah even though he stopped and he waited yeah. for tia to recover before they finished yeah he just to still, me that's wild they just both caught up that was insane what did yeah. you guys think about it's the workout which is called first of all it's what ends up being if i'm looking at this correctly it's one two three four f- is it five, five or six days. workouts the first yeah but this what three first days day was like four yeah. normally it's five days five. this was condensed to three days i think the first day has let me count this correctly first day was five or five five the first day 
three, four, four the second day, two, and three in the third day, and three the third day. Gee, that's so much. That's a that's lot. Insane. The only thing, I mean, yeah, I mean, the only thing I part, I, I find weird is the whole one rep max back squats, deadlifts, yeah, and that shoulder was wild, presses, right? Being done in the fucking middle of all of it after they've insane. done their sprints and their like all their other stuff. It's kind of like insane. I don't know. And one of the guys is saying, I hope this guy broke his back. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Lost it. And yeah. then he missed and he miscalculated the weight, too. Yeah. Yeah. He screwed up. He was 10 yeah. pounds lighter. I mean, it doesn't make a difference. But they said, they said that but... his coach was telling him that it was stop. too light, like to stop. But then that's he what he like, thought no, it no, was. No, no, I got it. But his coach was telling him no to stop because it wasn't the right weight. Right. To think the. Yeah, that's. But you ever try to like load plates up? There, there has to be some science behind that too. Like when you're working out, it's almost, I mean, it's nearly impossible to, to do math. Like your brain just doesn't have the RAM in order to be able to do it. It's like, no, I'm actually focusing all my output on lifting this weight. I don't really have time to figure I mean, out. Like, I think with that. I do and don't agree with that. Yeah. With that, you. they're doing a total off of everything. So technically, if you would have done more on the back squat, you maybe could have had a lighter deadlift than everyone else and yeah. still win. So I think yeah. the math was based on every other number that they just did. Um, I, I don't know. I also, I know. I also, <laughs> no, I, I agree with your saying, Andrew, in terms of. Get, you, get a calculator, bro. You get, yeah, you get, that's what it, I'm saying. Sh- they were just sitting there with pen and paper, like looking at the numbers, looking at the plates. One, two, three. I don't know. Oh, that's not allowed. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it's not allowed, but I also think. If you're someone that the other thing as well is, I suppose they're just reacting to each other with, oh, he did he did four or five, I gotta do four fifteen, like and and maybe you just think of it that way. But these are guys they're working at those numbers. It's not as though they've never put four hundred pounds on the bar, and now you're so that's the other thing. I I, I, I mean, they all totally, maxed out, right? But I'm saying you're used. Yes, you'd be a little out of it. You're not there. To, you're not there to focus on how much to calculate the weight because you just want to perform the the movement and lift the load. But on the same time, you are someone. It's like if, for example, if you have a client who's never lifted or never squatted past one thirty five. Once you get past one thirty five, those numbers are not familiar. They, like just as us as trainers or people who are familiar to working out, like we just know when it's add this much weight on. It goes like you kind of get familiar with the numbers and adding up. But if someone doesn't go past hundred, doesn't pass two hundred three, whatever it is, like you just you're a little. You're a little out of sync, I think, with with the number and the addition, just a little on out of it. Um, and we've all been there. I've done mistakes. So I've I've programmed someone, you know, seventy five pounds, and I put eighty on, or vice versa. Like I've been there. I've been human about it. Um, the other thing I wanted to go into: How did you guys like the fact that preparing for an event where you project? So this was the this is the one was it the happy not the happy star it was the the ranch loop so you're told that was fucked up you're told yeah. you have a I three that, mile I that was stupid sorry course and you project your energy levels your threshold to me you mark it to a certain point and you reach halfway but thinking that's the end and then being told you have to do everything you just did in reverse what do you guys think about that They've done some of that stuff in uh in the tough mutters or the obstacle course races where they'll tell you to like go here and then this is the end. And then next thing you know, it's like, no, it's not the end. There's another 
like couple of miles that you got to go and or they'll put like mile six mile seven and they won't say shit until like mile nine or mile 10 and you're just like where the hell am i going <laughs> like when will this end and your brain is thinking you have x amount left and then psychologically you start to accept that but then when you're past that point you're just like what where the hell am i and where should i be but in that situation that that was pretty intense having to go back and do it all over again i think it i don't know if it's something that they do often but considering i don't the think they did it like often. those things where they just put stuff together and you're not supposed to know what happens next you almost got to expect that stuff all the time like you got to be able to just keep going especially if they're going to pay you i don't know how much money these guys got paid and ladies got paid but if they're just pulling it up and the day of, they're just saying, you're doing this, you're doing that. And then two hours later, you're doing this, you're doing that. I would expect everything. I think the walkers are told them the day of, the day before, or, but right? There they, was, I, I don't think it was, I think they did it per workout. Like they gave you the next thing, but they didn't give you the uh, they didn't. They so told like, you today you have four, but I'll tell you right before what it is, correct? Exactly. Okay. So if they have the four workouts, they'll tell you the first one, but you still don't know what the other three mm. are. Because then in theory, you can start to plan to save up for those. Like if you know you're going to do a one hour M back squat, you're going to focus on those hills and maybe you'll take the L if you're already in mm. fifth place and just walk it, right? Because you're not going anywhere beyond fifth place and then save up for that back squat and try to gain more points there. So instead of doing that, they kind of just threw it. Totally one at time. It was pretty crazy. I think it's yeah. interesting. Uh, actually, David, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I thought it was, I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, they were all telling you how they could all get fucked up doing that. I mean, you're running all that already. And I understand what the, the whole thing about, oh, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're going to do, but you've already done a certain, some, you know, some sort of workout like it before in the past, you know, because that's how you, I guess, train for it. And I don't know. It was kind of like I, you could tell how Dave Castro's just his face is like, I want to kill these people. Yeah, he has that. You know, he has that look. So, you know, yeah. you know, so called, you know, Navy, former Navy SEAL. Doesn't but it make you, know, you think like when your clients, you tell them to do something and they're just like, you're trying to kill me? It's like, nah, <laughs> nah you no should watch way. this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you want to watch this. Um, yeah, because. The reference was well was in 2000. Is so when the games first started, what 2007? Mm -hmm. This is where they went, this is where they started off. And then in I want to say it was 2016, I could be wrong. They then took them there for some, or if not all the events. So that was uh, an homage, a throwback to the, and then someone such as Matthew Frazier. I don't, I think Tia Chumi would have been there. I think, uh, Dr. Catherine, what's her last name? How do you say pronounce it? Daughters do? Thoris daughter. Heart. Oh my god. Okay. She Thoris. Thoris daughter. Sorry. Okay. There, you there go. we go. So she had been in those games also. So those two athletes, those I guess three athletes, had all had a taste of what the ranch was They're like. They're all veterans. They're all been there right. for over seven years. Those three, but I don't yeah. know. So one of the female, I was really impressed with that night. She was, I think she was nineteen or twenty, she was, she and she had a badass. Beating up <clears throat> ankle, but just didn't complain. And one morning she couldn't eat anything. She didn't complain. And she was pretty strong. And she just didn't 
She was very uh, low key about it. Um, but the reference I was making was, yeah, some of them who'd walk, who'd walked out at the ranch a few years prior were somewhat familiar with what the possible walkouts could be, what they could entail. So one of them even mentioned, I don't know if it was a guy, the mullet, I forget his name, but they're like Greek Italian name. He, I think his name was Justin or something. Justin. Yeah. Mullet, uh, but he said something such as you can train to do keeping pull-ups, to do heavy squats, to do strict press, the bike, whatever. You can't train to run those hills. You, you, you can train to run hills in general, but he was, I think it was him or it was the Canadian guy. They said how you can't really replicate that or there's only so much replicating you could do. So that's why I thought it was quite interesting because you've got the strongest people. And look at Tia Tumi, who I think is an absolute beast of an athlete, right? The female who won. She was leading the female pack. And then when it came to going around halfway point, she admitted it. She just, she didn't, she assumed that was the, the end point, right? The halfway, the turnaround. And she, that's why I thought it was interesting when she said, oh, I misjudged it. No, you judged it well. <laughs> you were just thrown in a Joker card at the, at like halfway through. And that just completely, imagine all of us, if we're walking out to a certain intensity, to a certain fatigue level, if you will, but then you're thrown in a span of the walk such as that, such as, all right, now you've got to do one more round. Oh, you thought that was one more, you have two more or, you know, double. that would change a lot of, a lot of um, dynamics in someone's workout and their capability of doing it in a certain time, wouldn't it? Would it not? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, peace. I'm out. <laughs> so that's where you got to train that fifth gear. You know, you got to, yeah. if that's what you want to do, tank if that's too, yeah. the lifestyle you want to yeah. live, and if you want to compete at that level. And I mean, but that's all they do, you know? The world's they, they just, they, that's all they do. Train, train every day, I think, that's right? It. That's so they do. what I said. So for the typical athlete or typical weekend warrior in the CrossFit world, that's not sustainable. The workouts are hard as well. I was thinking about, yeah. so I pulled up some of the workouts. So let's go to. And Haley did, Adams was the, uh, the lady who was like 19 years old. Yeah. yeah was, the young one. Yeah. That was wild. I think her back also got like ripped up her hand. Definitely. Oh her, my gosh. Yeah, during the muscle her. ups and then her back, um, her lower back as well was like bleeding. That hurts when I like it hurts to have a little open wound like that. Her hands were just all ripped up, right? And I yeah. think you saw when she put her hand on her waist that the blood on the on the on the pants from I just yeah, I, I was really impressed with that because that stuff hurts. Now I am a bit of a worse yeah. of that stuff, but did you guys well, at her have, age too? She was killing it. Yeah, you should because but it's funny because I know Matt Fraser's background is he did David, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he had 10 to 15 years of Olympic weight weightlifting background experience under his belt. Yeah, and then when introduced to CrossFit, yeah. he knew all the lifts. He just didn't do it at a certain tempo or the tempo that CrossFitters do. So mm-hmm. he actually expressed the fact that getting into CrossFit for him was not easy, but possibly more. He had more of an advantage than other athletes because he knew all the lifts. He didn't have to learn them. He had all the loves, all the yeah. loads he could lift. He just had to apply cardio, which is what he said. He says, you know, my time off, I just work on my cardio. That was my biggest area of improvement. So I walked to my yeah, cardio. If your technique is A1, then you can also make the argument that you have less energy expenditure for those lifts because your technique is spot on. I forget what they mm-hmm. call it in running, but it's like um, something bleed or something like that. Like it has, it has to do with if your form is off by X percent, there will be like an exponential 
you know, switch in terms of, or an exponential shift in how much effort you have to uh, kind of expend in order to get the same technique or, you know, account for the same sort of mileage. It's crazy yeah. stuff. No, I agree. I think it's, um, that's where we communicate to clients as well, right? When they ask, why are we doing this? Well, A to B to C to E to F to whatever to you want to, do you want to get to? But if you think about, you just want a healthier heart. If you want to be able to lift heavier for longer or, or have cleaner form for longer and, you know, just, you always tie it back into why they came to you to begin with, you know, Hey, well, you asked me to lose weight or you asked me to get stronger. Well, guess what? This is going to help you develop a better, stronger engine to be stronger, to be stronger for longer or whatever it is. But great, great point there. I wanted to segue into, did you guys have any workout from the event where you thought, I could maybe do this or I could be okay at this or I could excel at this. There's any of them that stuck out to you guys? Weightlifting one for me. That's so it. that would, the David, that was the one we do one rep max for the squat press. That one, what was the last one? Deadlift. That one and even the, the one with the Olympic lifts. I just have mm. to work on the, I guess, the kipping pull ups and the. Uh, so that was the a snatch at each bar? Yeah. You had to do, okay, so you had to do snatch speed triple. So it was for time. You snatch at each bar. The men, but the men started off in the quarterfinal at 225, 235, 245. Then in the semifinal, because each round, they, they eliminated one person, right? So out of five. So then you got yeah. a semifinal. There was now four instead of five contestants. The men's went to 245, 255, 265 pounds. And the final was the final three guys or women remaining. And the men... The first weight was 265, then 275, then 285. And here at a time cap, right? You had a minute to get all three lifts in, I think. I believe so. <sighs> yeah. What about you, Angel? I don't know, man. The <laughs> one with the bike. Painful. Oh, the one swimming? with the bike. The running. bike repeater. The bike repeater. Four, four forty meter bike sprints and then one legless rope climb. Yeah. Definitely nothing in the water. So they were swimming for a little bit. I would have died. I was like, nah. I would be like, can I just take the fifth place? <laughs> Save my energy, take the fifth place. One of them um, said it. I like, uh, think Brooke Wells is like, I'm. I got fifth place. Why am I gonna kill exactly. myself? Why would I kill myself? More? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it didn't. You know, she's right. It didn't make sense. Save yourself for the next event. I felt bad because she's typically like a top contender too. She's one of the top ones, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, fifth out of everybody in the world that's still really good so and there wasn't much time between them as well she led on a couple of events as yeah. well and then i think that they said uh tier and matt tier and matt once someone got ahead of them so maybe with the last 10 20 of the round they just they in in terms of events they would do enough to be ahead and if someone got yeah. ahead of them towards the end they just like you said that fifth gear yeah put it in and then just took over it's wild though i did but like that swimming going cool sorry joe no Ryan. i was just gonna say it was pretty cool to watch and pretty cool to watch them push themselves to that limit you know especially after you know um covid where you know every, everything kind of stopped and there wasn't that much sports so you didn't really hear about training or you know anything like that until things started getting reintroduced so it was kind of yeah. cool to see people pushing it to that level 
despite having that big pause and then the level of uncertainty, right? Like you didn't know what was going to happen in your life personally um, or, you know, around the world globally. So, and still having the, obviously you got to have the resources to, to still train at that level. But besides that, just still having the wherewithal to kind of say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to keep preparing because at the end of the day, if they say next week, we got to do this, then I got to be ready. So. has his own uh, gym on his farm and has a sauna and everything to my understanding. Cause I know he was, I listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast well over a year ago now. And he was describing about his training, about his setup. And um, yeah, I think that's something he mentioned because I think if you're someone that was in that boat of, I don't have my gym open anymore. um, And let's not forget as well. Some of they kind of, touch over briefly is the whole thing with uh i want to say glassman the mm. former owner of crossfit where he oh, was yeah. very insensitive about what was going on with the george floyd and uh they don't really touch on that and that was a very big that was a very sticky moment for that sport something they don't mention a lot of gyms that have the crossfit affiliation affiliate sorry they pay crossfit every year a fee to be an affiliate right and um because essentially enables you to get i can't remember what it entails but essentially i guess you you pay for the membership if you will and it, it like if someone wants to look out for um crossfit affiliate gym you go okay this gym here this gym as opposed to just being a random gym or random box when they're licensed a lot of gyms when their licenses were expiring the end of 2020 they do not renew them and they just renew instead of it being uh, midtown CrossFit box, they would call it midtown conditioning or something. So all these, so they don't talk about that in the movie because it doesn't show in a good light. But that's something I I knew about CrossFit because I have a good, I have a couple of friends who are still into it and they follow it, and they were telling me all this stuff and I was reading about it and it was a lot of and they also the boycotting right. They kind of Matt says, oh, you tried that once before and it didn't work. So Noah, I forget Noah also I want to say his name, and uh, the the gentleman who was six when it came to making the top five, I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. He, him and Noah both said on Instagram, we're out, we're not competing. And I thought it was interesting. Matt's, Matt's response to that was, well, you shouldn't tell your enemy what are you going to do, what your movie should be. He was implying that Noah should have gone to the games and boycotted when he was there. Said, I'm not competing. Because then it has a stronger message. Did you guys remember that bit? Yeah, I remember that bit. But I will say that the calendar to that would be that it's safer to do that because then you already give everybody the opportunity to kind of see what side they're on and then you make your decision, right? As opposed to, and I guess any decision you make in life has you know pros and cons or consequences or whatnot. And I think that, you know, definitely you got to hurt them where it's impactful, right? Like stop, you know, stop moving. Right. When all the cameras are on you and everybody's looking at you, just don't do anything. Just sit on your hands and that's going to cost them money. And they're going to be like, what the hell is going on? But at the same time, if it's months after, you know, you some people might feel inclined that they owe it to, you know, others that support them, you know, their communities, you know, friends, family to say something right then at that moment, as opposed to not saying anything and then being silent, because then that's also a decision as well. But, yeah, one of the guys yeah. is talking about how who I forgot his name, but one of the guys, I guess, I think he works for CrossFit. 
was talking about like, oh, we couldn't like. To one guy was saying how it, it wasn't done fast enough, you know, about a, a, making a statement about everything. Yeah, that's going see, on. he was he was what he's he's a commentator, something like that. And then another guy was saying how, oh no, we couldn't make a statement fast because of something, and I thought that was complete BS. Oh, he Ooh. said that we're not a reactive. Company. Yeah, that oh, guy. He was like, we're not reactive. this. I'm like, what are you talking about? So the commentator <laughs> like, said, weird. the commentator says, you didn't even have to say much. You didn't have to say, you, you didn't have to make an essay out of it or, or do just show in some form that you care. And it took a long time. And then the former owner mocked George Floyd in it and it was, it was I was, I was like, what like really and that's why a lot of athletes suggested or, or responded with that statement in the in the documentary in the film sorry saying well that doesn't represent me that's not who I am that's not my thoughts and it was also interesting to hear some of the athletes say well I've worked as you guys just mentioned I worked so hard in my life just so hard this year just to get here that it's not I don't care or i don't have any remorse for what's going on but i've worked so hard to get here and it, it, it I, I i did see that point that me competing is not me showing any support to what has previously been said or shown and i not you competing does not necessarily mean you agree with everything right we all know that we've we've worked with people or worked for people previously or in some form of connection right that you didn't know of all their intentions. And if you'd known things might be different, but that's, that's in a lot of, a lot of ways, you know? So I thought that was quite interesting point. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention was what about with the swimming? You can't, you can't train to do the bike and the ball slams and the GHD outside the pool. Those are never by a pool. Dave Castro mentioned, you know, this is a great example because they cannot train these patterns with a swim right in between. Oh, it's it's very rare that someone has those facilities such set up like that. Yeah, I thought that was a smart idea to put those together. I mean, smart in what way, right? Like smart in the way that it's going to challenge the athletes. Right? They can't replicate um, it. It's hard for them to replicate it, at least. Yeah, I wouldn't say like it's genius because it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gotten hurt. They could have, you know, passed out of the water and somebody could have died. I don't know. But in all the events, I think that it's pushing you. I think it's smart in the sense that they wouldn't have been able to predict that. It's entertaining. It was very unpredictable. And it's entertaining. That's it. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what a majority of people go to the CrossFit Games for. Because they're anticipating, oh, my God, what are the things going to be? You know, at least the, the, the spectators. You remember the part where he said that he was going to have them swim in open water, but then like a month before that, somebody got eaten by a shark. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, but damn it. He, like, what he, the hell? he also said that that's his ranch, right? He also said that the trail they did, that uh, bobcat snakes and something else had been seen. Do you guys remember yeah. that bit? Cougars yeah. or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're doing it in daylight. And so I'm like, are you guys, thing. is this fucking survivor or is it the CrossFit games? You know, it's like, it's all it's entertainment. Both, you know, it's that's both. the thing. You know, it's people both. go there to see people. People go there to see people pass out, to see people lift heavy weights and possibly to have a weight fall on them. To see them get as close to death as humanly possible and not die. <laughs> hey, you know, or some people are like friends and they're like, oh, we're going to go support, you know. One other thing I want to mention is that last one, Atalanta. 
I also was surprised when they said 300 pull-ups and it was kipping pull-up. I was like, well, that's different. Like you can bang, <laughs> but that's, yeah, but that's so much easier. Wild, bro. But there's, and I'm not, I'll, I'll say this, right. Whenever I went to CrossFit, toast the bar and kipping pull-ups, just a couple of things. I just didn't, they never felt great after or during. Maybe it was because I wasn't used to it. I don't know. Though they, and I would suffer in the World Cup because of this in terms of, all right, 10 pull-ups and this. And I would like do regular pull-ups. Oh, I can't, don't do Kim pull-ups. It just doesn't feel good. And it would slow me down because they were harder. Because people just like, pew, 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 like bang 10 out real quick. But yeah. 300, that's a lot. Because yeah, that's a take on Murph, isn't it? It was, it was 300. Um... One mile run, 100, 100 handstand push-ups with a vest. It's hard low. I can't even do that. Uh, a single body weight. And then 200 single leg squats, 300 pull-ups, one more mile run, yeah. It was 100 pull-ups. 300 pull-ups. I thought it was 100 Murph, pull-ups, Murph 200, is... 200 other pistol squats. No. Or are so, we talking about a different thing? So Atalanta, watch what they did in the games, was the, the mile run, the 100 handstand push-ups, right when you're inverted, 200 single leg squats, 300, oh, yeah, 300 pull-ups, 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 final. Jesus it's, Christ. It's a similar... M- model to the Murph workout, which I want to say is a hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. I want to say I've not completely butchered that. And then a mile run to start and finish. Yeah. So that's kind of that. He, Dave Casher does allude to that's, that's where he got the influence for it. And just, just, and then you're wearing a, so not to forget that the women were wearing a 14 pound vest and the men were wearing a 20 pound vest, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound heavy, but <laughs> it's hard of doing that with a vest. So I remember I used to run, I mean, this is nowhere near that level, but I used to <laughs> run with weights in my backpack because I couldn't afford a, a weighted vest. And I was trying to, I don't know what I was trying to do. I was trying to prove something to myself. And I ran with it in my backpack. And the first thing you notice is that weight just sinks straight down to your lower back. <laughs> so then I was like, damn. And then I didn't want to go back up. So I did that run. But then I, I used towels. So I put mad towels in my backpack. And still, eventually, the plate just finds its way, like goes through like all the towels just to go right down to the same spot. Um, but anyway, let's wrap this up. Let's yeah, wrap this wrap up. Do you have, do you guys have any closing points? Aside uh, from commenting on my stupidity. No, I find it really, I find watching that stuff really motivating. I just gets me really amped up to, I hadn't really worked out in a week either. So it got me really amped up to, so, to go back into it. But I, I see that and I, and I really get motivated to work hard and to be successful in working out and training. That's just me. Well, David, yeah, I see that. I see that. No, I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, the CrossFit isn't for me. I, I honestly, I don't see myself ever doing it. Um, and it's hard to say you do CrossFit, right? It's like, okay, you have people that go to the CrossFit classes, but then you have people that are in the CrossFit games. And I think those are two completely different people, you know? Um, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for in your fitness regimen, you go there and do it. If you like the community aspect of it, then I think CrossFit could be a good thing. If it'll get you going, it'll get you lifting a barbell. Maybe after that, it'll like show you a different avenue of fitness, right? True. Yeah, I think like to my point earlier, there's pros and cons with everything, every decision that you make. Um, so it's, it's tough to say whether it's right or wrong because you can look at it through one lens and say, 
you know, it increases the injury or likelihood of injury and physical therapists can uh, reap those benefits um, and occupational therapists as well. But at the same time, it can introduce large amount of people and it has introduced a large amount of people to barbell training. And um, it has shown people that they can lift heavier than a five pound, three pound dumbbells, which is empowering. And it leads you to um, continue to focus on other things than your weight, right? Like weight loss or weight gain goals, right? Like you want to get stronger. Yeah. You want to be able to do a push up, be able to do a pull up, you know, so it definitely diversified it a bit. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, good up. job, David. Cool. This, was a, this was a good, good idea. Let yeah, us know in, in the let us know in the comments or uh, DM David. Uh, Slide in those DMs, yeah. If we should uh, keep something like this up, and we'll select like different movies and maybe do this, um, you know, a little bit more frequently. Cool. All right, we'll catch you guys in the next one.